This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you guys. Oh, hey, guys. Do we sound different? Do we maybe sound like, oh, I don't know, we're on like some sort of NPR podcast or something? Well, that's only because of Carrie's voice. But do you think that maybe you're hearing me go in a different way and it's turning you on? It's like intimate. Does it sound better to your ears? You know why that is? It's because of you guys. Yeah. We're not doing some sort of, we're not doing an ad right now for a product. We are talking to you through our new microphones into our new mixer. Yeah. That we bought with the money that you guys so generously donated to the podcast. It's true. It wouldn't be possible without you guys. And we're so, so, so grateful. And this is going to open up so many more windows of us, like, turning you on via our voices. I love that it took us four seasons to, like, get a little legit. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like the Golden Girls. The first season was eh. Was was it? I mean, it was good. But even you say it's not your favorite. I say that the I tend to like the later seasons better, but I'd never say like... We don't want to talk like, about it now. This is not uh, the time. This is a cold open, and we're supposed to say thank you. So thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. So much. We really appreciate it. And now let's get on with the very professionally sounding show. <gasps> I'm so excited. This is a HeadGum Podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2016. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And we just watched The Impotence of Being Earnest, which is season four, episode 13, and aired on February 4th, 1989. And is the episode where Rose dates a a guy who can't get it up and Sophia thinks she might die. And I can't wait to hear your story about someone not being able to get it up. It's going to be great. I specifically said I did not want to talk about it on the podcast. You actually did not. You said I'm saving it for the podcast. No, I said I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. I did not hear that. And yeah, I'm you having... hear what you want to hear. Exactly. We have these new microphones. I do not want to be using them to argue. <laughs> also, I don't want to be rude in front of our guests. Oh, yeah. We have a guest today. Which is very exciting. It's, it's been a special a while. guest. It has been a while because, you know, we found that you guys like, you, you like hearing us and we're mixing it up a little bit. So we're having a guest and this very special guest. He's in town. Yes. He lives in New York. York usually and Carrie you have a special relationship with him not sexual yes he was not the one who could not it's not the not getting up uh person um 
This person is Wouldn't one of my... Would it be this was an intervention and it was about him not being able to get it up? This would be the <laughs> rudest way to do that. I would love it. Um, this is a person who is one of my best friends in the entire world. Cue track. Um, don't. He just gave me the so-so gesture with his hand. Um, <laughs> we met when we used to um, both write for a blog in Brooklyn and I was like... Literally hashtag blessed to have him as a co-host when I used to do, we used to do TV recaps for Entertainment Weekly together, video recaps five nights a week. Uh, He's the most lovely person in the entire world. He's a theater nut, a great writer. Dave Quinn. Hello. You, Hello, you may Dave. speak now. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you were sitting there so stoically. I know. I was I was waiting for the other foot to drop. I was waiting for you to say, and he's an asshole. Yeah. Who owes me ten dollars or some shit like that. If you're hard up for ten dollars, I would be like, um, I'll give you ten dollars. Yeah, Please get over sure. it. And I just for the record, I'm hard as rock right now. Wow. Okay, good. Hard okay, as good. rock. So these so mints that we have me. on the table, it says have a blast, and it actually means something else. Yes. 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 It means Everything, have a boner. Yeah. Um yeah. Dave, I'm so excited that you're our guest today because unlike a lot of our, our other guests, because for a while, you know, we were asking guests what their kind of, you know, history is with the Golden Girls. And a lot of people would kind of have the same story where it's Watched like- Watched it with their grandmother. Rediscovered it in college. Right. But you, with your theater background, you actually kind of have a nice, unique backstory with yeah, the Golden I mean, Girls. I knew all these ladies from their stage work for the most yeah. part. I mean, hello, Mame. That was B. Arthur was Maine before. We'll always be buzz on bodies. bodies. Yes. All right. I mean, we can go into it right now and do the dance. We don't I'm totally need to. down for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how I knew I knew Estelle Getty from her work in uh, Torchong Trilogy and which got her the Potter and Golden Girls. Right. Yeah. And I knew. Um, I, well, Rue, I hadn't really seen her stage work. I saw her stage work in her later years. I saw her in Steel the Magnolias, women, and I saw her in. Uh, in Wicked. Mm. And you met her, right? And I met her. What was yeah. that like? When she was doing Wicked. It was great. She slapped me right across the face. Amazing. <gasps> no, she didn't. Oh. No, no. She was very sweet and nice. I was totally fangirling at a stage door. Of course. And she was kind and she signed my playbook. I did that with Alice and Janney once. Wow, how was she? It was she just, was I'm sweet assuming as a bug. after nine to five. As a bug? Sweet as a button. <laughs> after nine to five, <laughs> the musical? Yes, in Los Angeles here at Almond. She's really fantastic. Yeah, she's, in that a, show. She's, a, she's a delight. Terrible musical, but she was great in it. Yeah, I didn't mind it though. Yeah, yeah. Because it was good. just like a campy fun show. She's lovely. I've met her a few times. She's super. Oh, cool. Captain Bragg over oh, there. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I mean, that was an accident. I'm just saying. I really, anyway, yeah. but, um, but, and, and, uh, and, Betty White was one of those things where I didn't know her from her stage work, but I used to watch the game show network all the time. Oh, yeah. So my Betty White in was kind of seeing her on Password and yeah. Match Game. She loved a game show. She's the first female game show host on television. Really? Yep. Wow. I never knew that. Yeah. I didn't Dropping know that either. nuggets of facts over here. Boom. I Boom. also like that Boom. you and I usually... When we do the podcast, we kind of have to sit up with good posture in order yeah. to reach the microphone. I'm so glad we All don't All three know. of us have handheld mics. We are sitting uh, It feels back. so good. Can I say, I've been struggling with back pain. I hurt my back a couple months ago, and like sitting up straight and like sitting in one position in one way too long is, kills me. Oof. It's been killing me. So this is such a godsend. You guys, your donations has made 
my back pain not as severe. Yeah, and you guys know I also have back pain and butt pain. So when I yeah. sit, so like, this aren't is we a pair? Yeah, Dave, do you have any sort of <laughs> pain that you'd like to talk embodying about? We're embodying the essence of the Golden Girls: elderly people <laughs> crying yeah. all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's it's all about treating the sciatica the best way you know how. My mother actually. It's funny you said that. We were my mom. My mom. She's she's listening right now. Hello, mother. Hi. Uh, she's ridiculous. A couple of years ago, we were at the Gap at what is now Crestwood, or no longer, but it was Crestwood Mall. If you're anyone from St. Louis, knows this. And uh, we were in the Gap, and we were walking, and then my mother out of nowhere yelled, "Oh God, I gotta go! My sciatic nerve!" And she just like <laughs> yelled it out. <laughs> for everyone to hear. For everyone to hear. Literally everyone at the Gap from like the weird sort of queer like boy working there, you know, the teenager working yeah. there to like all the weird girls around the corner and then just me looking for a denim jacket. We were all just like, what's your problem? <laughs> I Yeah, I like that she yelled it out for everyone. She'll do it everywhere. Everywhere. She'll be funny. like, I got diarrhea. I got to go home. <laughs> Listen, I've always told Carrie before when we were walking the streets of Brooklyn and people would come up to you trying to get you to donate to their goddamn cause that the only way to get out of that is to tell me you have diarrhea. <laughs> um, you know those people are called homeless people? No, no. No. <laughs> I mean, no, like, the do you want to donate to like, you know, my basketball team? It's like, no. Who, I have diarrhea. Where are you in Brooklyn? Park Slope? Park Slope. Park Slope? Park, Park Slope. I, have, I can't speak today, guys. Yes, I, we're in Park Slope. I'm on an intense diet and, um, and I'm, I'm stuttering. I'm doing <laughs> things. I'm not normal right now. Yeah, Park Slope, the uh, the basketball teams, the Planned Parenthoods, the um, oh, wind that. energy, electricity. That's White shit. privilege. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Hey, do you guys have a minute for lemurs? No, I have diarrhea. <laughs> Every single... <laughs> and then you just run. Every single time someone stops me on the street and says, do you have a minute for gay rights? I'm like, I'm living it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've totally been that guy. They're like, do you, do you want to help fight marriage equality? No. no. <laughs> it's I, hard I enough mean, for yes. me anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dave, was I with you? I know I was with a male friend once when I was walking and I saw them coming and they went like, you know, yeah, excuse me, do you have a minute for whales? And I just looked at my male friend and I went, well, I'm pregnant. And they were like, mm, and they just backed off. <laughs> yeah, that could have been me. I also yeah. often just pretend that I've just been broken up with. So I immediately like, as we're walking and I'm like, and we were together for 12 years. How can you do this to me? And they just back <laughs> off. Yeah. Cause they're like, cause if they do yeah. engage, they're going to have to deal with that. That's Anything. my rule for everything. Don't engage the crazy. Right. Like yeah. some people like want to keep talking at parties and shit when someone gives off crazy yeah. vibes and it's like, no, Back away from the crazy. Find a way out. Run away. Mm-hmm. For sure. Basically, it's anything I can do to avoid donating to charity. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I know. Ugh. But, Pos- do, you, but do you ever feel bad? Because I do. Like, just today, there, I was at Vons, and I was, like, getting my stuff, you know? Uh, Vons is a local grocery store in L.A. And I was, like, it said, do you want to help cancer? Like, do you want to fight cancer? And I was like, I did. And I said no. No. Because I'm not going to give more money. I'm already, like... I'm now eighty thousand in debt. Yeah, I paid off a lot of it. I if anything, you should, have, to go. you should have taken money from yeah. it. Give me money. Yeah, I'm not like, going to give money. Yes, I am trying to pay off my cancer debt. <laughs> That's what you should have done. I know I should have. But then that poor wow. that that poor woman behind the counter, you know, processing my spinach sale, does not care about me. Right, but money do you back. wonder if she's like judging you, going like, "Oh, he doesn't even have." She's not judging. He can't even. Have I a guarantee to you, cancer. she's all like, "Ain't no one giving no money to cancer." I'm not going to give any money to cancer on this budget. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Can we just come back to eighty thousand dollars in debt? Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe Medical should, debt, guys. I'm just saying, like maybe you shouldn't have bought these microphones. I know. Well, this is this wasn't our money. <laughs> this was their money, and this right, is for you know. guys. And I, I this is not a GoFundMe. This is a Golden Girls <laughs> right, podcast. No. Um, should we talk about the episode? Yes, we by should. The way? Let's talk about um, it. Speaking of medical problems, this <laughs> fun fun romp of an episode. This is a good Rose story. This is a great Rose-centered story. I really Rose, enjoy it. Rose's attitude throughout this episode is very respectable. Yeah. Rose... Right up until the end. No. <laughs> I mean, even then, it's like, she went low, but she deserved it. No. She did it. She did it. Yeah, yeah she went low. It, wasn't respect- it was respectable. No, the end line was not respectable. She didn't say it to his she face. G- no, she didn't, but she gave a subtle dig to, like, she basically was, like, starting girl gossip. To her girlfriends, to her confidants. That's it's called th- gossiping still. Right, to your best <laughs> friends. That's so- I know, I know, but still, like, I'm not saying, it just wasn't, if she would have been respectful, she would have been like, well, I guess we all just have our differences and walked off. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but that's not, that's not what, like, your confidants are for. Really? Yeah. Right, I just Dave? liked it because, oh, listen, I am not getting involved in this <laughs> argument. I'm a guest here. I'm not choosing a side. Yeah. But what I like about... But wait, about, but quick question. Who have you known longer? Right. Yeah, but whose apartment are you in? Ooh. Yeah. But who who used to take cabs home with at 2 a.m. when we were leaving work where oh. we TV blo- vlogged Who has together. a cat and knows you're allergic and will throw that shit in your face? Yeah. Who's babysat your dog? Who's going to kill your dog? <laughs> yeah, you just you just took yourself out of the equation. Sorry, Dave, God, you were saying. Um, so I, what I was saying that I liked about this episode is because I think that you often don't see this side of Rose. No. I feel like she often plays kind of like the dumb joke. And here, that last line was very smart. Mm-hmm. And like, and well, let's break it down. Wise. Let's go through the episode. Because she, she had, yeah, she had smart moments. She did have a very smart, she had some um, really good, like insightful Rose moments. So, yeah, so the episode starts off, it's a Saturday night. Yeah. Um, Blanche, Sophia and Dorothy are sitting around a small square card table in the living room playing hearts. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't like, why can they just play cards in the kitchen? They're not watching TV. Yeah. And Maybe also, like, they hadn't cleaned up from dinner. You know how sometimes you like mm, have dinner and you're yeah. filthy. Ugh, I'm yeah. not doing these fucking dishes. They yeah. also have a coffee table that they could have played around. Yeah, it's just interesting that sciatica. they brought out a They're car too table. Old to kind of, I guess that my is butt hard, hurts so ben. much right now, you guys. Does it? Yeah. You should sit. You want to sit on a pillow? No, that's not going to help. It's just the fact that I'm sitting. I don't maybe should go back maybe to physical you therapy. Like gain some weight and have some cushion back there. I my butt is gonna my butt has got the perfect amount of cushion. We've talked about my butt on I the mean, podcast. I mean, you look great, Carrie. I'm just saying, I wouldn't kill you if you like put on 40 pounds. And Wait, I, you wouldn't kill me, or no, it wouldn't kill me? It wouldn't me. kill you. I feel like Again, that was, the, that was the, literally. I'm so, I'm so hungry right now that I'm like, I can't. That was literally the, what the word Freudian oh. slip was. Was that's yeah, the definition, the dictionary him. definition? I wouldn't kill you right Secretly now. Secretly plotting to do this I'm podcast so by myself. Dave and I got burgers on our way in, and I didn't. I, oh no! I can't eat a burger. I'm telling you, I right. cannot eat these things. I literally ordered Soylent. Like I have Soylent for dinner right now. Ew! It's actually what does not. It taste like? It's not bad. Okay. It tastes like milk. It tastes like milk. Okay. But I'm e- I'm eating Soylent. I'm living off Soylent. Like Soylent Green? No. 
Like just, just so, I mean, I'm not living off Soylent. I'm just like replacing a, a meal with Soylent. It's like for people who are like, it's for LA people who are like don't it's want the hassle LA. of having to like eat food. It's basically like if you could just take a pill and get all the nutrients that it's you need amazing. to survive. Except it's just shit that you drink it's that's like milk. Awful. I know. It is, but it's, I mean, it's going to, it's, it's going to help me not eat. Okay. And that's what I need to stop doing is eating. No. Guys, love me the way I am. Go. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, Rose has a date. Rose comes in. She has a date. and With Blanche, Arnie. Yes, but it's a Saturday night and Blanche does not have a date. Ooh, Rose does. Blanche is angry. Blanche is flabbergasted. Yeah. But here's got a limp leg. Like she goes, she goes through a list of problems with him, right? But here's what's weird: Blanche is flabbergasted that it's a Saturday night and she doesn't have a date, but Rose does. Mm-hmm. And Blanche thinks the reason must be because there's something wrong with the man. Like that's just such a weird way to rationalize why Rose has a date on a Saturday night and Blanche doesn't. Yeah. Did you I, guys? I thought I mean, that was weird. I didn't. I didn't think it was weird at all. But I. Uh, but I see why you would. I. I feel like we're all Blanche, mm. looking at Instagram, seeing the person that we think is uglier than oh, us. Yeah, with a boyfriend. Yeah, like that's kind of how I feel. I so often, I, in that moment I was like, "Fuck yeah, Blanche!" Yeah, I'm in that mode sometimes. Sorry, I'm too busy having the boyfriend to like. Yeah, we know, wow. Carrie. Ooh. We know. Uh, we also know that you don't uh, sleep around. But I can't wait for your not your, your the man before Stan that couldn't get it up. I can't wait to hear that story. <laughs> I'm unfriending you on all social media. Good, our brand will survive. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I'll talk about. Can I say the story then? Let's get to let's get to Ernie and then I'll tell the story in the way I heard it. Great. So, um, <laughs> so our other storyline that they set up is that um, Sophia gets a black feather in the mail from her cousin Vito, mm. and Dorothy's like, "This B story, this this Vito B story, I hate it. It was so boring. It was it was, really it was weird. It just wasn't. Too. I mean, it's always fun to see Sophia like go out and do hijinks and shit, but like this one in particular was just like." Were you guys just bored this week? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big take fan me, of it. Take me in the writer's room when they pitched the Sophia B story. It just like, I don't know. It just wasn't, it I, had just, it, like the payoff didn't really do it for me. Literally, this was the pitch. Fuck, we got to have a B plot. What the fuck are we going to do? Guys, get us a B plot. What can we do? Something from Italy. Some, and, and a vendetta. Vendetta. All right, but what's going to be the twist at the end? Oh, you know, someone's going to die. Always die. Wait, did we ever... We'll get to it. Um, (laughs) So Dorothy's basically like, "Uh uh-oh, Ma, this means something, right? Because she's like, you know, everything from Sicily means something, you know. Uh, a black rose means this. A thing means this. Yeah. A dead rabbit means my husband's gone. Get out of town. Yeah. Or my husband knows. Get out of town. Which, what does that mean then from fatal attraction when she killed <gasps> the rabbit? A dead rabbit means, means I'm sleeping with your husband. Yes. Or or that Glenn Close is sleeping with your husband. You got to be careful Glenn Close. Yeah. She'll sleep with your she husband. Doesn't look she doesn't look at She has really pointy nipples. Like small pointy nipples. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just like thinking of Fatal Attraction. That yeah. movie's so good and scary. So good and scary. So good and scary. And Michael Douglas has a really flabby butt. 
Yeah, not a good butt. Not a good butt. Anyway, not into it. Um, yeah, no. This whole B story. Yeah, there was a vendetta. It's a, it's a, it's a feather. It means something. But like, and then Sophia gets paranoid. Yeah, that's the, that's so, the B plot. But first, also Sophia's attitude about it constantly changes. Like at first, Sophia's like, "Well, no, I guess it doesn't." She's like, "What? Uh, no, it doesn't mean anything." And the doorbell rings, and she's like, "Ah, I mean, you know." Yeah. So she's she's acting. She's saying everything's okay, but she's acting as if she's jumpy. That's all we know so far. Yeah. Um, and then Ernie Rose's date shows up and it's really funny there's like a moment where Blanche is basically trying to like figure out what's wrong with him yeah so he comes I'll, in I'll tell you one thing that's wrong with him his hair yeah it yeah. looks a fake and b if it's real it's colored it was definitely colored it yeah. had that sort of Donald Trump vibe Trumpian yeah. as I was gonna say like uh, that look of an older man at a country club mm-hmm. it works for him but it, he should have just been comfortable in the gray. Yeah, let it go natural. Yeah, yeah. The blonde was definitely, I was like, I don't buy it. Um, So Ernie shows up. He's like, "Uh, sorry, I'm late, Rose. I was held up in court. And Blanche is like, what were you charged with? <laughs> like, like, and she keeps she keeps asking him questions. Because something's got to be wrong with Because something's got to be wrong with and him. And you know what? She's right. Something yeah. is wrong with mm-hmm. him. We just don't know Boom. yet. Boom. Blanche. That also... Don't I don't think that we ever call back. that back. That would have been great. That would have been a great button to the episode where... What do you mean? Ro- so Blanche kind of drops this whole, like, I'm trying to find something wrong with him. Eventually, she's just happy for Rose. Yeah. But at the very end, when Rose is like, you know, spoiler alert, doesn't matter. It's been like 30 years. She, if when, she, when Rose says, like, he was the worst lover I ever had, a funny button to that scene would have been, like, Blanche going... I knew there was something wrong so. with them. I called it this whole time. Yeah, well, she but- kind of had that moment when when Rose told them that he was impotent. Yeah, she did have. Oh, did she, she was like, I knew it. I knew it. She did have sort of oh, a, like right. a, yeah. okay. Never she was mind. wearing that horrible yellow blouse. Um, yeah, that was not cute. Was but gross. I'm telling you. In that scene, Dorothy had Dorothy's. this chic like yeah. sweater jacket thing that I was. Yeah, into. well, let's get to that scene because this first scene sucks. So, um, <laughs> so the next morning after the date, um, uh, s- something they're, some, they're sitting around the table. They're sitting it's around Sophia, the table. Blanche and Dorothy and Rose isn't in there yet. Yes, and uh, and they're they're talking about this ridiculous vendetta. Yeah, again, Sophia's going. Yeah, through she's it. basically talking. It's like the, it's one of the picture at Sicily stories where like. One of Where the Venuccios, yeah, happens. one of the Venuccios had died. The family was using the body as a scarecrow. The yeah. feather is a sign from her cousin that the last living Venuccio is somewhere in Miami, and Sophia has to take care of him. Yeah, which is what she says. Also, we learn in the scene that Blanche. It's a really quick passing comment, but Blanche has had sex in the broom closet mm-hmm. with a medium-sized cold cuts platter. Can we take a second and try to figure out what? What kind of sexual is it there for a snack or is it there for part of the sex? I had sex with salami once, but this is a cold cuts platter, there, well, yeah, so it's no. like deli salami, meat, right? Yeah, that's what salami is, right? But if it is, do cold cuts equal like deli style for a sandwich? That's what cold cuts are, right? Yeah, you put it on the body, you eat it off. So that you think that's what they're using it for, probably eating it off the body, yeah. yeah. You, uh, I'll go with that, yeah. Take a bologna and you like start eating out the nipple and, ooh, don't get too close, you know? And then you just eat it all. And it's, it's, the problem is, is that I'm a vegetarian. Mm, that's so a problem. This is not bad. But cheeses, yes. The cheese I'm into. Yeah, I'm not yeah. vegan. Ugh. Yeah. No, yeah. Gross. Yeah. But, 
I don't know, cold cuts. I mean, maybe I guess if you're in like, if it's in like the, the heat of the moment passion wise, and you're just like, you want to do, and that's like the first thing you grab out of the fridge. I, I can just think of a dozen other things I would rather use from the fridge, you know, like, like, what? like sexually, I mean, um, like yeah. whipped cream, uh, uh basic like, might as well have a pumpkin spice latte at while you're at it. All right. Well, okay. What other things that from the fridge? Um, uh, pineapple. Ooh. Oh, pineapple. Sure. Yeah. It's cold, but it'd be good. Yeah. Especially around the areola. Like yeah. watermelon, maybe. It's juicy, so you bite it and the juices drip everywhere. Juicy. On the body and stuff. You guys have very healthy fridges. I have like <laughs> yeah. fried rice left over from three weeks ago. Yeah. You should throw that out. Mine would be like Soylent slowly dripping down their body. You know, just like, let me look up that Soylent and then we're going to go to a book reading. (laughs) (laughs) That's what your experience would be like? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. My life is really full. (laughs) (laughs) So Rose comes into the kitchen. Rose, and she looks so depressed. But she's wearing a, um, no, she's in her nightgown. Right? Yes, because she slept in because she came home late. The yes. Night She's yes. wearing the nightgown with the gorgeous necklace. That blue necklace that she didn't take off from the mm-hmm. night before, which I can't sleep with necklaces on because I'm afraid I'm going to strangle myself. I would too. Yeah. Oh. And but you know what? She did. Sometimes I sleep because um, Stan, this is our, you, go, you got it. Okay. So Stan, um, go, like I usually will go to bed at the same time, but I, it usually takes me longer to fall asleep. So I'll mm-hmm. put my head, I'll put one earbud in and I'll like watch Netflix or something. But nine times out of 10, I fall asleep with the earbud in and I, I usually will turn over. So sometimes I wake up and I've got like, I, I've never had headphones wrapped around my neck, but I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm always like lying on them and they're like poking into my side. Yeah. They're poking into my, what you call a bony butt, which mm. I will pull my pants down for you, sir. And you will see how much cushion there is. You it's don't lovely. Need to do that. Um, <laughs> that is the most, that is the most sexual I've ever been with you or on this show. Is it? Um, I yeah. don't know. I'm pretty tame. Well, okay, let's get into this impotent story so we can, so I can retell the story you said before the podcast. Um, so uh, Rose comes in, she's all depressed, and everyone's like, "Oh, what? What is it? What's wrong with him?" That's what Blanche is doing. Blanche mm. is doing the whole like, "Come on, say it, say she's it." Prodding. And she's prodding because she's like, "Well, either he's a horrible lover, or he's a great lover. It's one or the other." And then uh, the so Rose goes, "Oh, well, I wouldn't know because." He won't like make any advances towards mm-hmm. her. He won't do anything towards her. He doesn't. Right. He he just he doesn't seem to want her sexually. Right. right. Um. And she at this point doesn't know he's impotent. No, but and and I think we all had this note. But Rose is like, despite the fact that he hasn't really made a move, and it sounds like they've maybe held hands and that's it. Yeah. She thinks she loves him. That part blew me away. I don't get like how. Like, you literally shouted out. She hasn't had sex with them. Like yeah. as soon as she How said that. How can you say I can feel I can feel strongly about someone without having sex with them? I mean, Carrie, look at you. I love you, but I don't know ever fucking you. But I don't think of you in that way. And I don't with, know if I'm the example you should be using. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, but like Rose, like I just don't understand how anybody could say they love someone. Or even, like, say they're dating someone without having sex with somebody. Well, it's the idea of, like, the, the people who save themselves for marriage. Think about that. Think Fuck about them. Think about not having sex. I mean... Everyone listening, I'm sorry. No, if you did it, listen, if you're listening and you did that, that's cool. Like, 
props to you, but you're fucking crazy. Like, take the I D. I can respect it. I'd never do it. I, I'm not even sure I can respect it. But um, only because I feel like it leads to, like, divorce and, like, marital problems down the road. Because eventually you're going to be like, wait, oh, your D curves like that? That hurts. Or, like, oh. She, but... <laughs> but just because you haven't had sex with a person doesn't mean that you've you haven't seen their dick. Not that you haven't seen doesn't the mean dick, you haven't, but done you like haven't felt the dick. Like, well, other- you can do all that other stuff, but if you don't put the dick in you, you're not actually like having an intimate, close, sexual, like, cl- like literally a connection. Literally. <laughs> Dave, what are your thoughts? I, I understand, and I totally agree with that. At the same time, like, I like I wouldn't buy a car without taking it for a test drive. Thank you. But at the same time, I respect it in a weird way because I'm like, you respect the makers of the car. <laughs> I'm kind of like, listen, if you can do that and be happy with it, great. No, great. No. I mean, listen, I'm not the best example. I like yeah. meet someone and I'm like on my knees, so I'm really just a terrible yeah. person. Guys, no, that, I think what you're saying is that you're where can actually people contact you? a better <laughs> uh, person. Follow me on Twitter at um, Nine Dave. <laughs> so um, there's a really great line when they're having this conversation um, where you know Blanche is talking. I think it, like Dorothy's kind of like, yeah, you know, that's fine. You can wait. And Blanche is like. Honey, sometimes you have to stroke a man's fire a little yes, bit. Yes, I'm totally in Camp Blanche. And Sophia's like, words of wisdom from the human torch. <laughs> you know what Which, was great about that moment was, I don't know if you noticed it, but as soon as she said that, like Blanche actually laughed with her. Yeah. And I love those moments on the yeah. Golden Girls where like you can tell that the actors are just like, you know what, that's funny. And it's super mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. That was really sweet. Um, I also like to think that like I also like to imagine what Blanche, what exactly Blanche meant, like meant by that. It would have been fun if a she could have gone into that yeah, because she says the word stroke. I'm like, oh, so you're saying put some dick in your hand? That's like what, and then put it in your V. Well, right, but she's just saying to te- to you know tease them to get them to want to have sex with her. You guys listening, you should go onto the Facebook comment page when you're listening to this and tell us what you think about sex before marriage. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And um, keep in mind that many homosexuals didn't have the right to wait. So let's yeah. just yes. be real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the girls convince Rose to ask Ernie to go away with him for the weekend. Yes. Because if he's not going to try it there, then like he's never going to try it. No. Because um, when you're in a hotel, like hotels with me bring out the sexual animal. You're not me. worried about the fact that they don't wash the blankets? I don't give a fuck. Put it in my butt. Yeah, I a hundred percent. When you're in it, when you're in a space that is not yours, you're like, I need to get as much dick as possible yeah. in the space that I'm going to be staying here. So I just had this experience being uh, coming from a hotel just a couple of days ago, yeah. where I was staying in Portland, Oregon, yeah. and that's all I wanted. That's and all I you walked did. in, and on the uh, on the nightstand, they condoms. had condoms. Yeah, and I was like, I want to use those. Where hotel were you at? I was at the Hotel Jupiter, or oh. maybe it's called the Jupiter Hotel. Shout out. Thanks, um, Jupiter Hotel. I didn't, by the way. I didn't get to use them you at all. No Not D. even on myself. Wow. The last time I was in a hotel, the only person I allowed into the hotel room was Dave. <laughs> I was in New York for 48 hours. And, and we I, so you can tell, sex. like, what my. Wow. My no, when I'm in a hotel, D. I mean, I choose, I choose close friendship over. Mm-hmm. 
I'm with sex, you. but also first my, thing I do is like get on all the, the apps and say, "Come, everybody, come." So this is my bad, problem: is I recently deleted all those apps, so I oh. like I was screwed. Well, well you, you know, you can download them again. I know, but it was like oh, my password. No, the only <laughs> the only time you ever 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 need to use those apps is when you're traveling. It is the best yeah. time. And then what I did is, and so instead, I just kind of went on the balcony and went like, "Dick." Oh. I want Dick. And then, like, an elderly man and, and named Dick, Dick Wolf, showed up. Dick Wolf walked by <laughs> was and so was weird. like, Yo, you watch Law and Order? I'm Dick Wolf. <laughs> nice to like, meet you. That would be a good cutaway in, like, a show. That sounds like That's a very like family, family guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's sell it. Guys, let's do it together. What, let's sell Family Guy? No, let's sell this. Let's write a whole script about it. Sell the story to Family Guy. And boom. Yeah. We I got, love it. We got lots of new mics. I love it. We do. <laughs> so, guys, we have a pitch for an episode of Family Guy. If we, you know anyone, please. We have, we have new mics. Yeah. Uh, that can be part of it. Um, <laughs> so, then Ernie shows up. Oh. This, you made a good point about this. Ernie shows up just to tell Rose that he has to cancel on her. Yeah, he has to cancel the dinner they were going. And it's like, yo, it's 1989. You got a phone. Yeah. I mean, you could say it's like a really sweet gesture. It's not. But he didn't need to. But he says something came up with work. He has to cancel. But he'd like to take her away this weekend. Ooh, put it in my What butt. a nice coincidence. The women were literally just saying this. Yep. And Rose is so giddy. It's adorable. She knows what it means. That was so cute. Oh, it was really cute. And then they're in a hotel that... They're in a hotel the decor? filled with wicker. It kind of looks like if Blanche's bedroom was yeah. a hotel room. It was right. basically all of the rejected furniture from the original living room. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Where yeah. they were going like, it's too tropical. We got to yeah. tone it down, put a little bit more like... Totally. Some more just like regular pink patterns. But where do you think they went? Oh, didn't they go to like Key Largo or something? Like somewhere in Florida, somewhere close. Like yeah. where you can get away. Say that. Right, I, I don't remember them I don't saying remember that, that they either, went anywhere. But I feel like he did say something. Listeners, it just, comment it, section. It just feels like they went to like a place that. I mean, they're in Miami. I'm like, how do you get to a place that's like sexy? Like, what's sexier? Oh my god, so many places outside Miami. Right, but isn't like Miami? I mean, Will Smith wrote a whole song, isn't there? Right. Isn't it supposed to be like a party town or something? Um, yeah. I think Will someone wrote a song for Will Smith. A and B. I'm furrowing my eyebrows because you Will think Smith. Will Smith doesn't write his own raps. Is that what you're saying? Um, I think everyone in the world realizes that. Wow. I don't know that I agree with that. I feel. I like mean, Will his Smith name's on it, but it's so we're like 14 DJ other people. Jazzy Jeff. 14 other people. I don't know. I feel like they were. I mean, he was a huge rap star before mm. he got the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's great. But um, he's he, a rapper first, first and foremost. That's like saying, <laughs> that's like saying, like, oh yeah, the guy who starred in Men in Black in Independence Day was also a rapper. No, he was a rapper first. Yeah, I'm gonna ask a 19 year old what they think of Will Smith, and they're gonna be like, yeah, he's an actor. <laughs> or they're gonna be like, who? Oh, Jaden's yeah. dad. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah, don't. Anyway, even. they're in this hotel room. I'm just it's telling probably- you right now, there are millennials who who, okay. I was in a bar and I saw JC Chazé and I got very excited and I was talking to a 21 year old girl and I was like, oh my God, it's JC Chazé. And she went, who? And I went, oh, Wait, he was. Who is that? What? He was in NSYNC. Get out of this He podcast. was in NSYNC. Yeah. And you guys had a very different 90s I went, childhood. I went, he's in NSYNC. And she went, what's NSYNC? Yeah. And what? I went, Okay, before Justin Timberlake was solo, and she went, who's Justin Timberlake? And I was like, I'm Shut out. Up. I can't. Shut and I up. walked that's, away. That's legit Shut crazy up. that she doesn't know Justin Timberlake. But She didn't know who Justin Timberlake was. I can was. see you're not knowing NSYNC because I barely know NSYNC. And, but Justin Timberlake, he's so much a part of the zeitgeist. I mean, he's like with Jay-Z and shit. Like, you can't not know who Justin Timberlake is. If you is. know Jay-Z, you should know Jay-Z. 
That's right. That sounds like a weird Jesus bumper sticker. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh my god, uh, I want that bumper sticker. So anyway, sticker now. so they're they're in this hotel room and they're having a conversation and and Ernie has something very important to tell Rose. Yeah. And Rose though is sitting there and she is ready for this sex sit up. She's drinking they're the drinking champagne. champagne. They're having a nice little chat and Ernie's like, you know, Ever since my ex-wife left me, or he said he mentioned his ex-wife. No, he, I don't oh, even yeah. think he mentions oh. her until the very end, which I'm like, how convenient. You know, he did mention something about his ex. He did mention something about his wife and not being able to be intimate with a woman. Uh, I, I don't think rem- that's how it led to being impotent. But whatever, it I doesn't matter. He essentially says, "I'm impotent," and then Rose has this amazing moment where there's a there's a literal pause between the two of them. It's a wide shot. There's a pause between the two of them, and then Rose takes the champagne be- in her hand. Before that, she goes. Oh, and I she see. Throws the champagne behind her and says, "Let's see a movie." <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a perfect moment. It was so perfect because Rose is always the dummy and yeah. never knows what anything means. And what they were setting up, which we've seen a million times before, where I thought it was going to go, is he goes, "I'm impotent," and she goes, "Oh, I see." And then you get some funny remark that's Rose. Yeah. Rose thinks impotent means something else, right. and so she I does that, that thing where yeah. she I was goes, like, oh, "She doesn't know what it is." Yeah, but she, she did, does. and that's where we're like, "That was like such a fun, a unexpected moment, moment right. where like Rose is the smartest person." Yeah, uh, it was really, really funny, and the, yeah, the champagne, the timing of it was just it was so perfect. so perfect. Um, so now we're back at the house. And it seems like, I mean, Rose throwing champagne over her shoulder, it seems like her attitude in a hotel is just like yours. Like, yeah, I'm just going to get I'll as put, messy as possible. I'll put my fluid wherever I fucking want. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to clean yeah. this up at all. I don't know if I do that. Oh, I think God. my fluid is pretty well contained, but... Really? Um, you don't just like... I'm not just like off jerking off in a corner. No, I'm not. I, I'm a 34-year-old man, and I understand that there is a hardworking person who must clean that up. Well, that's considerate. But. I'm less considerate. <clears throat> but I'm also 34. So it's the next day. Yeah, they're and back at the house, or it's, it's the next morning at the house. And Sophia, as we've all, we all talked, we all commented on Sophia's kind of like rainbow plaid mulu. I loved it. I, I get she's an old woman. She can't really wear flattering clothing always. But the muumu was there was like a line in the dress or the muumu, like that that was almost like at her knees. And then it was like that's where like the line was. And then it kind of fanned out more. And yeah. it just it seemed to me like it was something that was meant for a much taller person. <laughs> No, I, it made sense to me because it's it was like, like they it's made like it one for those, B, but it didn't no, fit. It's, Rose has even dressed like, like this, where no, Rose has an exact dress that I'm thinking of, like this, where it's sort of a straight line dress. It fits sort of tight, not tight, quote unquote, not really. But this was but loose. It was loose, but it wasn't massively loose. It was supposed to be there was like a straight line, and then it frizz, frizzles out around the knees. It frizzles. Yeah, it like it's it goes out. It, it has a pleated skirt attached to the bottom to the knee line. area, and it had a a, a, a button collar. Yeah, so it was like a little bit. Um, Professional on top and just party on the bottom. I loved it. I would wear it. I I didn't like where that pleated skirt. I didn't like the pleated skirt either. I didn't like. I the, wish it just decided what it wanted to do. It kind of yeah. made me feel like she could all of a sudden go salsa dancing or something. But it like, really... if you gave me that thing, I would cut it off and just wear it yeah. as a shirt that and came I would down be to the bottom of my belly button. Incredibly offended. Why? Because I gave you an item and I don't. Wait, need when you did to alter you give it. it to me? You In just this... said if I gave it, if you, thank if I you. Had it. 
You but, gave it to me. Oh, Back I, up. I, I meant you as in like. It's the benefit of having a guest that can call you out. I yeah. meant you as in like the universe or like you as in anyone, as in it just, it civil me, as a whole. It so, made me question her, her taste level. Well, <gasps> she had a stroke. So Fia uh, is still um, still sort of thinking that this vendetta is out and she's she's living her life. It doesn't matter. Boring storyline. Rose comes in. Wearing a negligee and looking She great. is looking good. And then Blanche. Is all like you got an awfully late last night. What I wanted her to say was you got lucky. Yeah, but she didn't say that. No. She was like Rose has been with a man. Yeah, and there was a, a fun moment where Rose sits down and she goes, "They're like, you know, tell us all about it." And it's Dorothy and Blanche, and Rose is like, "Well, he said I was attractive." Why don't you guys do the parts that the girls do? I'll, do, I'll be I'll Rose. I'll do the last line because I don't know what. That, okay, I don't know the other ones. Well, it's it's. That I always have to show you. I know that's the final one. So it's that that. Oh yeah. And that. Okay. Um, Do you know it too? It's so you guys are doing what's in parentheses. This is too much work, Carrie. It doesn't matter. He okay, said ready? he was attractive. No, I'm doing that part. Okay, what you're, part am I doing that? That's the only thing I looked at. Okay. <gasps> okay, you're doing that, that, and then that. You okay, got, got it? it. Got it. Got oh. it. We're just so we're just saying. Yeah. Sorry, guys. This is this is what. It's, go. Okay. Go. <laughs> he said I was attractive. Yeah. yeah. Then he said I was fun to be with. Yeah. And then he said he was impotent. Ew. It was really cute. I think it was worth it doing that. Yeah, it was really worth it. Um, Dorothy says that she went through this with Stanley. Of course Which, she did. like, what a nice reveal. Yeah. Um, and she says that they tried everything, you know, oysters, relaxation techniques, and it took years to find a cure. Wait, no. She had a great line about the oysters, the oyster thing, helping, you know, vitality and getting it up yeah. and stuff. And and she was like, uh, he ate so many oysters that when he had kidney stones, he, I, I saved him for an, uh, a pearl. Or, or yeah, I had him appraised or yeah. something. I had him appraised, which is a good. Line. It was a great line. And then um, they oh, asked Blanche or Rose or Dorothy keeps going like we've all had been with a man that has had difficulties in the bedrooms, and Blanche just very matter of factly is like, not me. Oh yeah, she yeah. yeah. I love it when she does stuff like that, yeah. like when they talk about aging and she's like, I don't age. Yeah. Um, and it's really great when they talk about, uh, Dorothy says with Stan's impotence that it took years to find a cure. And Rose is like, what was it? And Dorothy says, a stewardess with a butt so tight it would make g- Gandhi. She says Gandhi. 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 It's Gandhi. Yeah. But it makes <laughs> it would make Gandhi something. I didn't write down the rest it would of the make sentence. Gandhi throw in the towel. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the way she Gandhi. said it. Gandhi. Gandhi. It, it felt Come like. through, Gandhi. <laughs> Hello, Gandhi. <laughs> it, it, it was like when Pee Wee Herman Gandhi was used packing. to go. What's that? I bet Gandhi was packing. Oh my God, that diaper that he wore. <laughs> I know. I bet he, apparently he. Very sexual. Yeah. Really? Oh, I like it when your voice gets kind of gets like, really um, low like, yeah. like Sting with that tantric sex shit. Well, he probably did tantric, but I don't think Sting has ever cheated on his wife. No, I think he just did it with his wife. I didn't wife. mean to imply that Sting is. Yeah. Was yeah. Don't ruin Sting's good name on no. this very popular podcast. <laughs> um, where was I going to? Oh, so now. So this this now is interesting. So she says that you know Rose says that he Ernie is impotent, uh-huh. um, which if you guys don't know the play on the title, 
you know, the impotence of being earnest. I mean, that's See? why his name is yeah. is Ernie because of the importance of being earnest. Read it. Um, I've never read it. You should. Um, it's really good. It's sure. Like sure. Maybe yeah. I'll get the audiobook. You um, should leave. But Blanche, <laughs> here's what I don't get about this Wait. part. Before we go into that, we I've been waiting for this moment. My butt hurts so much. I know it does. And it was probably because of this date. So before <laughs> Stan, um, Carrie had a date with somebody. I'm going to tell the story how I heard it. Great. <laughs> you do that. I'm gonna, I have to literally have to stand up. I thought she was leaving. No, I was like, I'm not leaving. Leave. I'm just standing up because my butt hurts. So I'm Carrie had up. a date. It was, it, was a, it was a sort of a setup date, right? It was like a random sort of thing. And um, he was a child, not literally, but physically. And they were having a, and um, he had trouble getting it, woo, if you know what I mean. It was like, it was a, he had a hard time getting it <laughs> hard, fun intended. And uh, he, yeah, and then Carrie was like, oh, it's okay, because if you guys listen to the last podcast, she, the last episode, she was like, oh, I'm not promiscuous. I've actually never slept around for the sake of just having sex. I've only had sex in committed relationships. I think and if in you'll this recall, situation, because he couldn't get it hard, because he couldn't get it hard, Carrie was didn't really matter because she was like, I'm not gonna date this person. That's promiscuous sex, Carrie. No, what you asked on the last podcast, or maybe it was two podcasts ago, what you asked, you asked, and I said, uh, I don't know, maybe like once. Oh, and that was the one time, the one yeah. time where we couldn't get it up. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to talk fine, about it. It's fine. It's fine. I'll I'll own it. I'll make it my story. Well, uh, no, that's not. No, <laughs> you the, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You've already. You it's probably out. could. No, you can't say I'll own it. It's my story. When you tell the story as my story on the podcast. Well, no, but I owned in telling it. Like I own like the authority and being like, yeah, you couldn't get it up. And then I could just take you out of the story and make it my story in like Right, but settings. you can't do like once again, can't put the toothpaste no. back in the tube. No. It's fine. We're it's all fine, fine here. We're They're, fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Guys, we're, we're fine. fine. I mean, he still we're couldn't get fine. it up. He's probably still like, oh not getting it she's up. away. We're fine. From me. She's he's saw he's listening right now and he's like, Why would she share that? I just burped. Tasted like Have onions. You ever not been able to get it up? Um. Oh yeah. I'm sure I, I have. I should have asked you guys this question. I'm sure I have. I so have never. I'm always, never. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh no. Willing. I don't. Th- I don't even. I don't. I don't necessarily even believe that. There have to be one time in your life where you no. are having sexual relations. Because I don't have sexual relations very often. So when I do have it, I'm like, we are here. here we go. And we are ready. I want to fuck. I've had times where, yeah, I'm just not into the person I'm having sex with, and I don't think I'm able to and it's like, get it up. Yeah, or I've like, you know, I've been on like antidepressants, and it's like, oh yeah, or like, yeah, I'm sure I have. Not often, but you know, I feel like a lot of guys blame it on booze, but yes. neither one of you whiskey drink. drink. Yeah, whiskey dick, right? Yeah, whiskey dick. Yeah, yeah. I'm no. sober. Yeah, I don't yeah. Drink. So I don't drink either. Yeah, ton of heroin. Yeah, like just meth is my oh really choice. Yeah, yeah, I like a good. Meth. I just no try to have alcohol. a positive attitude in life. Yeah, that works out well for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls are trying to make Rose feel better about mm-hmm. Ernie not being able to get it up. Right, but here's here's what was here's what was bumping me in this episode is that. Blanche, remember earlier, Blanche was like, get that D. Sometimes you get a stroke the fire. That was Blanche's attitude. Well, now Blanche's attitude is like, 
She says, you know, Rose, you can be patient. Sex isn't the most important part of a relationship. Yeah. The fact that Blanche was saying this, I was like, are you kidding me, Blanche? You were I just mean, talking about stroking the fire. But Blanche has those moments of clarity. We've seen it before. In the AIDS episode, we see it in like a lot of episodes where Blanche has a little moment of like, Oh, she's bigger than sex. We get that. Okay, we get it. I don't know. It was just like for this particular episode, I was like, this is a very inconsistent attitude. It's true. I I think it's important that she has those moments because I think it's important to recognize why she's even friends with Rose in the first place. Yeah. If she was just this constant sex bot the whole time, why would Rose hang out with her? You know, she needs to have these moments where she like transcends that. Some clarity. Yeah. Yeah, So that Rose is like, Oh, all right, I get it. That's why we're friends. She's a human being. So yeah, that's, that's totally legitimate point. I, I get that. Thank you. So <laughs> Sophia is getting ready to go for a walk and she tells uh, Dorothy if she doesn't come back. Done with the storyline. Something, something. And then somebody calls and it's Tony the Hook. And Sophia's like, that's my butcher. Yeah, right. My butcher. Which mm. I was like, ooh, that was a lazy joke. Um, or just a lazy, lazy. It's a lazy storyline. Yeah, because the thing is, is like the payoff. It's like it's not even when you. Uh, it doesn't matter. There is no matter. payoff. Because we'll there is. Yeah, there is no payoff. Well, there is, but there isn't. So then, um, Ernie and Rose are in a restaurant. Oh, this is actually one souffle. of my favorite scenes. And they're eating souffle, and Rose says. Man, there's nothing worse than waiting for one of these suckers to rise, and it just won't. <laughs> uh oh. And there's like a 20 second laugh break because it's and a really he funny at joke. Her too. He was like, "It's like, bitch, yeah. what you talking about? I got a dick." <laughs> it was such. Um, we just saw this. I mean, not to like this degree. They could have done like four jokes where she yeah. keeps doing it because. And right. we just watched the episode where Blanche dated a blind guy, mm-hmm. and she, before she knew he was blind, she came out all dressed up nice, and she's like, "What's the matter? Are you blinded by my beauty?" And she kept like putting her foot in her mouth without realizing it, which is like that's usually more of a Blanche thing. Shrimp. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could go to town. But Rose um, has it too. He's a priest, isn't he? Right. Right, yeah. but in terms of like you know constantly yeah. like knowing something about someone and then you know not being able to yeah um, yeah and uh, and then well so then there's this crescendo sort of that happens where um, Ernie and Rose are going back and forth and and, and talking about how like sex sex isn't everything people rely on it too much yeah. I mean what yeah. is it after all just two clunky old bodies wrestling together doing a thing and they they have a lot Their of dialogue back and forth up, yeah getting all sweaty yeah and then it's your 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 palms start they feel things. I don't even know the yeah. words. And then all of a sudden, like it reaches a point where their dialogue's going back and forth and they're getting sexual and sexual and sexual. And he goes, and I love the way he like announces it. It's time, Rose. Check, please. Check. <laughs> the, like, that was a great moment. That was a good moment. Check, please is. But what I don't like is that they, they I mean, it, uh, I feel like they could have transitioned into the next scene a little bit sooner because both Ernie and Rose were left sitting there sort of silently staring at each other like... <sighs> oh, with the breathing? I also thought their back and forth was like really tame. I'm like, I liked the back and forth. I-, I liked the idea of the back and forth, but like they were like, you know, I wrote some of it down. You get all sweaty, your hair gets must, you lose your breath, your blood races. Like, What are they going to say? Oh, you're throbbing dick? Yeah, I want them to be like I. I just want like Nipples a little get bit. Hard. I, yes, this is Rose talking in a sexual way. <clears throat> 
So then you take your throbbing cock. <laughs> Wait, and you're breaking your own rule. You're not I know, supposed to talk about the girls in a sexual way. Because you're doing something way. that isn't what she would never do. She would never do that. I'm yeah. not saying they need to say the words throbbing cock. Throbbing cock. But she can't. they can get a little <laughs> bit more titillating with their you use cock vocabulary. And in the same. I think you're wrong here, I have to say. This is exactly how Rose would talk. Yeah. She would talk about her Fine. heart rate. She wouldn't talk about her the oh. JJ. I'm just gonna say I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> but I but the thing that was the most upsetting about that scene was that they didn't eat that fucking souffle. Yeah. It yeah, looked they so just good. Did but no, really when you got when you got some sex coming down the pot, you gotta put that souffle to the mm, side and I'm say, sorry. bring on the day. Do you Dessert guys, before D. If you know you're gonna have you if you know you're probably going to have sex, does that affect at all what you're gonna what you eat? Depends like, on who's doing what during the sexual situation. Yeah. Like, so like if you're bottoming or you're topping, you may make different choices. Yeah. Like so for example, like um if you're bottoming, you probably don't want to have Mexican food. Yeah. Oh. Fiber for the same reason you don't want to have Mexican food. I just don't like spicy. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. not same that's thing. not why we're not having Mexican food. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that before. Yeah, but it's also oftentimes irrational because it's like your body takes like a good twelve hours to process anything. Yeah. So like you can have the Mexican food, but you also don't want to fuck when you got a full stomach of like a yeah, burrito baby yeah. in there. Yeah, something right. you know? of like you don't want to be too full. Yeah. You know? yeah. But there are certain. Practical things that if you are going to be doing the anal, you don't want to do. I usually things. find that just a a, a really healthy um, organic plate full of ice is the way to go. Mm. You know, have you heard of Soylent? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much ice, and ice that you have to pay for. Yeah, yeah, it's I've ice that costs thirty four dollars. Oh, yeah. Wow, really? That's how much. I mean, it you costs. get twelve bottles. $2 a bottle. It's not that much, guys. It's cheaper than naked juice. Um, so while Rose and Ernie go off screen to fuck. Do it in the butt. <gasps> um, you did it again. Yeah, but this is this feels right for this episode okay. because she was waiting for it. Um, Dor- Meanwhile, back at the house, Dorothy and Rose, or Dorothy so and Blanche. Dorothy's reading the newspaper, um, and Dorothy says, did you hear about this murder on the beach? A there man's was, body washed ashore last night. A man's night. body washed ashore, and there was a, there was a king, no, what is it? A um, tan bamboo purse was found at the scene. <gasps> I'm sorry, no. This is the type of information that the investigators would hold on to. They wouldn't release it right away unless... They thought that it would it would connect directly to the person. They wouldn't. It, that would not CSI be in the newspaper. Miami, right here. Yeah, it wouldn't totally be in the newspaper. You yeah, yeah, you're right. But you're right. You're totally right. You're totally right. Totally right. You're right. Um, but it's it's. She says a tan bamboo purse was found at the scene, and Dorothy's like, "Oh man, if I if I didn't think I knew my mother better, I'd think maybe she had something." And then, no, no, no. And then Sophia walks in and says, "Anyone seen my purse?" Oh my god, ma. God, this storyline. This story. Well, here's the thing. So then, uh, so Dorothy's like, Ma, there's a dead guy and your purse is there, this and that. So this this is so confusing to me. So she's like, what? I didn't kill anybody. Or she looks at the, oh, and also there's a photo of the dead body in the newspaper. I don't think so. I mean, I would have bought it though. But she looks at it and she goes, "That's, that's not 
uh, that's not the Vincenzo guy or whatever. She's like, that's a dead body. And she's like, Ma, you killed him. And she's like, no, I didn't. And she's like, then why is your purse there? She's like, oh, yeah, I went over and I saw the guy, dropped a dead fish on his doorstep, bada bing, bada boom. Like, that's 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 what these I'm really Sicilian, glad that old school ended the Sicilian vendettas it. are. Here's the thing. Here's what doesn't track. Sophia gets the feather. She's terrified. But then when Dorothy's like, Ma, you murdered this guy? She's like, no, I dropped a thing on his doorstep. It's like, yeah. then why were you acting so afraid if she's like, these vendettas are 80 years old? You know, it's like, we don't kill people. We just like drop fish on their doorstep. Then why were you acting so terrified all along? Over it. I don't know. I thought that but was also, all stupid, but I thought that then the next part of what she said was fun. Yes. Where... She basically says that she had a nice afternoon with him. She basically slept with him. Yeah. But that doesn't explain why her purse was found near a dead body. Yeah. That doesn't explain why her purse was found near a dead body. I'm over it. But then that that means that the (laughs) dude that she slept with may have killed that guy. That's okay. Uh. Fun fact, that guy's death, still unsolved. Wow. Robert Stack, where are you? Somewhere in heaven, scaring the shit out of people still to this day. (laughs) You think Robert Stack was scary? His voice. I associated his voice with the scary world of Unsolved Mysteries, a show that I watched compulsively because even as a child, I was obsessed with true crime. But back then, I couldn't deal with it emotionally the way I can now. I was terrified. (gasps) 1-800-876-5353. You still know the number. Of course I do. We've gone over this. Oh, I don't remember. I told you how I solved a mystery. Yes, I know how you solved a mystery. Well, Dave, we'll get into that later. I'm going to get that number tattooed on my body. Ooh, but I like that. when I was like 15 or 16, I saw the movie Beavis and Butthead do America in the theaters. Mm. One of the animated characters was voiced by Robert Stack. And yeah. it, once again, it scared the shit out of me. I was like feeling physically ill in the movie theater because his voice, it just like, it freaks me out. It gives me, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Turns me on. I like that we have mics now that I can make that joke and like it, it, it works. Cause yeah, because so, you can get your mouth back. so close. Um, so yeah, Sophia's story <laughs> doesn't track at all. It makes no sense. I don't like it. Rose comes in. Oh, and Rose is like, I fucked. She didn't say that, but her body said it. Yeah. She slams um, open the kitchen door, yeah. one hand on it, her body leaning in the opposite direction up against the post. Uh, it is as if it's like Elizabeth she, Taylor, cat on a hot tin uh, roof. She sure. just did things. It is afterglow. It is afterglow uh, on so many levels. And uh, so this good. is where I said this earlier in the podcast and I confused the two scenes. This is where Blanche goes, Oh, Rose, you got, you got a man. You had man. You had sex with the man. Right, just like that. And, yeah, and I think those were her exact words. And then, almost verbatim. And then Rose admits that it was Ernie. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Rose admits, Rose admits that it was Ernie, and Blanche is actually surprised by this. She's like, oh, you did it. You were able to get him hard. She didn't say that. Yeah, but you're paraphrasing. what right. she said. Um, and Rose also says, and this almost made me a little sad. She says, I don't think I've been this happy with a man since Charlie. That's sweet, but also sad because we know it's going to come. Right, but it also doesn't make sense. Why? According to, we'll go back to it. So, um, it makes. Well, I think that she feels emotionally fulfilled by him. Yeah. I think that they have a it's really nice experience. connection. I think that she really appreciates the fact that, you know, she took him to that place. She was able to get him hard. Yeah. Right. But but then after, as soon as she's he leaves, she's like, giver. she's like, he's the worst lover I've no, ever had. Not as soon as he leaves. As soon well, as he says to her, bitch, 
I don't want you. I'm going back to my ex-wife. But if she's but wait, okay. She's saying this now. She's saying what she said that, thinking that he was in love with her, A. Yeah. And she and was just gonna like overlook that? No, overlook the bad sex. Yeah, she's gonna overlook the bad sex because she likes them. And that's okay. Like you can have you can separate the feelings of bad sex from being close with someone. That okay. I think is totally possible. All right. Like how many Countless of marriages are based on really bad sex. And like, great relationships. A lot. Yeah. But they get along because they're so fucking close. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Okay. I'm sure my parents had horrible sex. Mom? She's listening. I know. I was going to say, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, we should give her airtime to yeah. just silent airtime for oh, her to yell back at the speakers. So embarrassed. Oh, so embarrassed. So, um, you're just spilling everyone's tea tonight. Yeah, oh, no my mom kidding. Is, it's my mother is so place. used to it. I've seen them having, I actually, I, she even knows once that I saw them having sex. Really? Yeah. She How old were you? you? I was like, <gasps> <laughs> Jinx, guys, buy happen, me some Coke. It happens. Um, <laughs> she, I was young, I was like seven or eight. I don't know. Yeah. What yeah. was the situation like? She was on top. And she was wearing her nightgown. <laughs> and it was the basic as fuck, like cotton nightgown. Uh, yeah, I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and you saw it from. I want to strangle you for your mother right I now. I saw it. I saw it because we had this this ridiculous mirror in the living room. And it was our, we were living in this sort of row house. And, and her bedroom was in the back. And our bedroom was sort of near her bedroom, but not necessarily next. There was lots of space in between. And the, I saw in the mirror and I was like, oh my God. Because <laughs> she didn't close her door. Oh, that was her fault. I walked into my parents. I came in because the alarm was in their room. Oh. So I needed to go downstairs, and I woke up in the middle of the night one night, and I went into the room to turn the alarm on, mm. or off, excuse me, and they were. there was just one lump instead of two lumps in the bed. Oh. Mm. And then I heard, David? <laughs> that was Rita. Get out of here! <laughs> Get out of here, David! What are you doing? Go away. Did she talk about her begonias? No, she didn't talk about her begonias. <laughs> Sorry, that's the... <laughs> Dave, can you just do 30 seconds of your mom on the phone? I love it so oh, gosh, much. I haven't spoken to her in years, so um, it would be hard to pull back. Yeah, no, uh, my mom's a little psychotic in that sense. And when uh, this horrible hurricane um, hit New York City called Hurricane Sandy uh-huh. and really just harmed, like... Tons of put them out of people's out of houses. Yeah, and electricity a lot was out. of devastation, and there was just devastation across all of New York. The tri-state area was really just hit hard. Yes, and um, that included my mother's house in the Hamptons, which um, had its bed of begonias like washed away. Oh, and she called me to tell me that she was devastated. Oh God, that was the word, devastated. David, I'm devastated. You know, I, I just put these begonias in. They were just in here last week. And, like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I have to go talk to the person and see if he can kind of replant them. And, like, I don't really have a lot of time because I have to go to Costco. Because I went to the Costco that's over there, but not that Costco. I went to the other Costco because they have the nice strawberries. If I go to the guy, he can get me the strawberries from the back and he really makes sure that he picks out the right ones. Okay, anyway, it's so nice talking to you. I have to go. Bye. Wow. That was kind of a good example. Yeah. That was a really good example. Devastated. I'm so glad that this made it into the podcast. I'm Because now I have, because I would just make you do it all the time when we were just like walking (laughs) around or on the phone. But now I can like listen to this and then rewind it. For sure can, yeah. Yeah. Um, Right there. 
So, okay. So then Rose is talking about how she and Ernie are going to go on a picnic. That they're, how that, sweet. How sweet is that? So she goes off. Because she's in love with him. She's in love with him. She goes off to... to they go off and do the thing. Get their dress. So, and then we come back. Yep. And they're, they just got back from the picnic. Yep. And he's wearing a ridiculous, like... What was like, the trench coat? Safari yeah, outfit. It was like, was where in the world is... Car- <laughs> Yeah. It was so bored. boring. Well, it was really he bad. Tells- and he had a golf shirt on, though. He had a colorful golf shirt. Yeah, it was that horrible. That he tucked into his pants. Yeah. And a tan safari. Yeah, and he like wasn't a- even being, like, irreverent with it. No, no. Yeah. He was too um, old to be irreverent yeah. with it. That and then was he, like- he, he tells Rose, 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 come here. Rose, baby, come here. I got something. <laughs> Rose, baby. I, I got something to tell you. Um, what you've done for me. Has been. I'll never forget it. It's and just, I, I think this is the first time he's mentioned his marriage. Maybe not, but maybe I thought not. this was the first time he said. Ever that since he, I haven't been able to perform since my ex-wife, and um, and she hasn't remarried either. And I think because of you, I'm going to give it another shot with my ex-wife. And Rose is just like, here's the thing. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> Literally, whenever the moments like this come up, you're like. Here's the thing. <laughs> oh, I realize that's another podcast. If anybody, yeah, if anybody wants to super put together, yeah, if anybody wants to put together a supercut of my a super a supercut. Oh my god, you guys! Supercut. I went back into Massachusetts for a fucking wow. second. There was no odds. Wow. Um, if anybody, our bodies are going to be left in a dumpster soon. Smith's <laughs> <laughs> Mount Boston. Oh, I've seen the movies. Oh, you've seen what, like The Departed? Don't. You've seen The Fighter? I've seen The Fighter. What's that I've seen one? Town, uh, Our Town or whatever the fuck that's called. The that Town? Ben Affleck. The Town. The town. Our the Town is a play about George and Emily Webb. Standing on I ladders. only know it because I was in it and I was Emily and I sucked. Wow. I was really? in Our Town. Yeah, but everyone's killing each other in Boston. 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 Are they? Yes, they are. I don't know. No ma. <laughs> um... So, yes, yeah, so they, the, what was your thing? You have a thing. Oh, um. Here's the thing. Here's the here's thing. The thing. Um, does er, Ernie is hinging, okay. Ernie's delusional. Yes, I guess so, because he, they're both of a certain age, yes. right? Where, like, if you want to remarry and get settled down and do all that shit again, like, you know, you, you get a little bit more of a ticking clock here. And, yeah. Well, but to his credit, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton did this. They got married when they were in their 50s, then they got divorced, and then they got married again a couple years later. And it's like a thing people do. My point is, yes. um, he he doesn't even know. All he knows is that his wife is single. It's not yes. like he's like, you know, it, it's almost as if he just assumes that she's going to take him back. He is dumping Rose. He's delusional. He's dumping Rose to to maybe... Get back with his ex-wife. He thinks thinks he's this much of a man. He's this much of the patriarchy that he thinks just because he can get a boner, he's going to give this woman, this one woman that he thinks he deserves. No, fuck you, Ernie. Take your patriarchy and go stick it up your teeny little dick. Or do you think it's because he feels confident now again? Fuck Ernie. Not that he can, not that... Like, he'll now be able to kind of walk back into the relationship with her feeling secure in who he was. I think you're right, but I think you should replace the word confident with arrogance. <laughs> yes, oh, for sure. It yes. seems like... I mean, we don't even know if she's interested in him. Again. Right, exactly. that's my point. Because in his world, she's irrelevant. He got a boner. He right. can get her back. All he said was she hasn't remarried. 
That's all that he cares about. What would make more sense is if he's like, hey, thanks so much for giving me my moj back. I'm going to go out and start fucking young women now. That I would respect. That would, what? (laughs) Well, because at least like, I mean, yes, he's, now that he's able to get a boner, he should just, he should have feelings for Rose because she helped him, but he doesn't. So she can't change that. No one can change that. That said, like, you cannot be arrogant and be like, I'm a, now I get my boner, I can go do this one woman that left me do her right or whatever. No, it just at like least go like con. spread it. You know? Yeah, go find a it just blonde like stewardess a, with yeah, an yeah, ass. Go hire make, someone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, he leaves. And, and but Rose, Rose's reaction to it is very once sweet. Again, she's like, "Okay, Ernie." Because well, like, what can she do? Well, she could freak out car. and be like, "Fuck you, get out of my house." I'd key his car. She's I mean, very respectful. Car. I don't know of it. I don't. In that situation, if she I says was, okay, she understands and best of luck. No, if I was her in that situation, I don't know if I would respond that way. I think I, I wouldn't, but she was being very respectful. I think I would probably be like. Because you can't change that. Like, you can't change... Yeah, it's not nice, but at the same time, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, yell at him to make you like him? No, like... No, yell at him because it's what he deserves and give him a piece of your mind. But is it such a bad thing that... You're nodding. I just want to feel affirmed. Please say say yes, please. (laughs) Yes. Is it such a bad thing that now that he's able to be sexual with her, he realizes maybe he doesn't want to be with her? No, that is not a bad thing. That is something that, like, we don't know. Maybe, maybe he wasn't sexually satisfied by Rose. I I think that it's very within Rose's character to say to him, "Okay, thank you." Yeah, she's not going to. It flip is out very much her character to. She's be not going to go all Nene leaks mm-hmm. and start Nene leaks. Nene I, leaks sh- I was also, on a flight with her. Wow, I yeah. want to hear about that. But also, somebody side note who married, divorced, and then remarried her husband. Yep. Oh. It all comes back to Nene leaks. What was she like on the flight? <laughs> she was fine. Which hair was she wearing? Blonde, short. Yeah. But so yeah, no, I don't think I don't think I don't yeah, I mean I I don't like him for doing this, but at the same time I'm like I don't question her response. I think her response was exactly what it should have been. Yeah. Um I wish that he wouldn't have told her after the picnic. Yeah, he should have said he should have just said something yeah. over the phone or something. Yeah. Like Well, no, not even over the phone, but I don't want that shit in purpose, person. Don't give me that shit. Like, yeah, it's kind of shitty. Like he let them go on a whole date together yeah, in which she thought things were, time. as my mom would put it, hunky-dory. Yeah, yes. And then told mother. her in her living room. Yeah. Her own home. Her own home. So Tell her Ernie, on the front step. Ernie fucking leaves. I want to end this episode. Yeah. Ernie leaves like of the, of the girls, not that podcast, um, because she, he just leaves. And the girls come out and it's like, we were listening at the door and we heard, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of sweet because it's like, they're, they're, they're genuinely concerned about yeah, it. Yeah. I love the nice dropper. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, both Blanche and Dorothy are trying to be extra sweet and just saying like, it happens. It's not, a, there's no reflection on you. You actually were very special and important in this situation. Mm-hmm. And, and then Rose says, well, Blanche goes, you gave him back his manhood. And then Rose says, and then Rose says, if he can find it, he can have it. He's probably the worst lover I've ever had. And then she walks off um, defiantly, and uh, that's I, the end of the episode. No, the end of the episode oh, wait. is. What did I forget? This part makes me so warm and fuzzy inside. Um, the rest of the girls head off into the kitchen, and um, uh, Dorothy goes, "I'll get the ice cream," and Blanche oh, yeah. goes, "I'll get the cheesecake," and Sophia goes, "I'll get the etch a sketch." At this age, I need a visual aid. I just love That's a good that line. it's like That's a good line. I just good line. love that it's like this is their sort of like protocol where yeah. it's like. 
boom, girlfriend's hurt. I'm on it. I got the cheesecake. Yeah. Like it says so much about their friendship and, and, and I have, I have something similar with my, I have a group of friends, um, like That's a, nice. like a text, yeah. oh. like, <laughs> I have a text group of friends that like, whenever I do, whenever something really bad happens to me, especially romantically, I seem to always text past guests of this podcast, Elliot Glazer and Brent Sullivan. And uh, what I love about our relationship, our friendship is that we collectively will go nuclear for each other. Mm-hmm. So oh, like if someone sweet. does something has been wronged in any way, it is like, the two people receiving that information immediately go like, I will fucking rip out his fucking head and like eat it. Like we'll just go crazy, almost irrationally angry to the point where on my, on the person who was the victim, quote unquote, end, it's like very validating and it Mm -hmm. makes you feel like, Oh, that's nice. I have a friend like that. My best friend in the world from high school dot will do the exact (laughs) same thing. Every single time I tell her about something, she's like, Text me a picture of this motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she wants to, and I'll tell you what, she's scared as shit. Yeah. Brent wants like phone numbers and shit. He yeah. wants like Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really, Dave, it's really kind of amazing. Dave, I remember that one time um, a guy was like rude to me um, at a movie theater, a guy that worked there, and you were like, show me this guy. And I did, and you killed him. I did. <laughs> wow. And that was Ernie. They never found the body. <laughs> He washed up on shore <laughs> next to a bamboo purse. Has anyone seen my purse? <laughs> and that was the end of the episode. I really think that the line, I just want to go back to Rose's line. Mm-hmm. I really think that the line was ruined, though, by he's probably the worst lover I've ever had. I think that if she said, if he can find it, he can have it, that would have been a better Mm-hmm. Land. It was like that. It's like you went too far to describe it. Like just saying, if he can find it, he can have it. Would have won in my perspective. I don't know that I would have understood what that meant. I would have. I agree. I would have. Okay. Yeah. 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 Men would have understood. I'd be yeah. like, which is what they wrote that show for. <laughs> <laughs> if he can find it, he can have it. I'd be like, wait, did he? Did he tuck it? Like, why can't he find it? That's. Yeah. I'd be like, wait, what does that mean? Sounds like Carrie's. Only had some champagne problems. Like, They've always been so big. It's so hard for me not to mind it. And then they walked <laughs> off, and that was the end of the episode. Yes. Yeah. So, Dave, yeah. at the end of every podcast, we do oh. a gold. And I want to, I'm conscious of this because this is definitely one of our longer episodes recently. Oh, well, um, that makes sense because. Because. <laughs> he, just, he just looked at his dick um, So at the end of every podcast We do a golden takeaway It's a nugget of truth or inspiration That you can apply to your lives Or to the lives of our listeners um, We'll start so that you have an idea Of yeah. what they can be My golden takeaway from this episode Is Stroke the dick Just stroke it Just find ways Find ways that are good for you to stroke the dick and methods, maybe do some Google research, not in public, and and find ways to satisfy yourself or your partner. Because um, when in doubt, when in doubt, someone comes along and they can't get it up, maybe you can have some fun stroking the dick. That's that's, that's my important. That's my um, I think my golden takeaway from this episode is uh, if you're going to have sexual stuff relations in a broom closet with someone and you're pulling something from the refrigerator. Mm, yeah. Just maybe pick 
anything besides cold cuts. Oh, Carrie, you got to try it. I'm going to text Stan and I'm going to tell him, use cold cuts next time you guys have sex. Well, he only gets like, he only gets like pepperoni. Oh, that would be great. Heartburn, but it would be great. I feel like it would leave your body feeling greasy. You need to stop thinking and start saying yes. And then our, like our sheets would smell like pepperoni. You got to do it in a hotel room. Thinking, yeah, get a hotel room. You don't have room. to worry about oh, it. Oh yeah, get a hotel room and stick the pepperoni up there. Yeah. I just want you to understand that there is a double meaning to the term boar's head. (laughs) (laughs) You should drop your mic now. Don't do it. But don't because it was expensive. expensive. Um, What's your golden takeaway, Dave? (laughs) So I think my golden takeaway is that when, um, when your friends are going through something really important and all you have to do is talk about some stupid vendetta. Mm-hmm. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Because yes. no one really cares. Yeah. You're right. Sophia did not like just lend I, I her guess advice. The, the ultimate phrase would be know when you're the B story <laughs> and see your way out of it. I like oh, that. That's, that's a great, so great. That's a great lesson for life. That's if we named episodes of podcasts, which we don't, but if we did, it would be know that you're the B story. Know that you're the B story. Um, um, that should be a shirt. Guys, if you are uh, following along, if you guys like to watch the episodes before the new podcast episodes drop, um, the next episode we'll be covering on the podcast is Love Me Tender. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So that's the one to watch and before guys, next week. This has been Alan and I. Dave, where can people follow you on the interwebs oh my goodness uh you can follow me on uh on on twitter and yes. instagram and snapchat all with the same username nine daves n-i-n-e-d-a-v-e-s yeah and you can find my writing on uh people magazine yeah and yeah i'm a subscriber oh thank you so much you guys Dig- should read it dave's a really good writer digitally oh, i'm guys. a digital subscriber you're so nice yeah yeah thanks i appreciate it and I'm H. Allen Scott. You can follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And I'm Carrie Doherty. I'm at Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. You guys can follow the podcast at outonthelanai.com. We are on Facebook and our Twitter handle is at Golden Girls Pod. And again, guys, thank you so much for donating and supporting the podcast and allowing us to sound like true NPR professionals. Yeah, let us know not. how it sounds too. Like you yeah. guys talked to us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm curious to know what you think of the new sound. Yeah, and Carrie and I just did a podcast that's coming out pretty soon, the Best of Friends podcast, also on the Headgum Network. Mm-hmm. Um, so check out that. It should be up fairly soon. Well, yeah, we'll post a link to we'll, it whenever we will it comes post out. Post a link to it. But they had a great thing where they had people write in a message and then we read a message on the air the next time we do a podcast. Podcast. So if you guys have an email suggestion for the show or a message you want us to maybe read on the air, send it to us via Facebook yeah. or you can go to outonthelanai.com and contact us there. Yeah. And our email is... It's okay. They yeah, it's on, the, it's on the out. website it's on the if website. you guys aren't yeah. on social um, media. They definitely contact us through the website. That's much easier and we get it that way. Uh, or through Facebook, which is also great. But if you guys, thank you again for all the donations. Yes, um, thank we you still so much. need donations for like, you know, just maintaining things, but also getting us on the road so that we can come to you. We want to take this show to San Francisco, to New York. We want to go places where people are. And so uh, you can go to outonlanai.com slash donate, or you can go, um, you can give a one-time donation or a monthly donation. We've partnered with Patreon. So guys, thanks again for donating. Yes. And I think we've, we've said this in the past, but you know, we don't, we don't make any money off of doing the podcast. We 
simply do it because we love it. And Mm -hmm. the reason why we continue to do it and love doing it so much is because of all of you listeners and the messages that you guys send us and the fun things that you tweet us. And we've said it many, many times, like Golden Girls fans as a community is like one of the greatest communities of all time. So, um, so yeah, you know, every dollar counts and just looking at our mics and our fun mixer that we have here, it's like, it's because (laughs) of you guys. So thank you again so, so much. Frazier took someone's jacket. Oh, Um, that's fine. That's fine. (laughs) He can have it. So guys, again, thanks so much. And remember, stay stay golden. That was a headgum podcast.